Hello, welcome back to Seller Talks. We've been gone for a long time. With Jay Favors. Stand on. And uh, second time guest. Yeah. I've got a third time. Frequent guest, construct. Third time. No, second. Second, second. Time. I just like to say the word frequent. It frequent. doesn't mean anything. I do. If if the if the video makes the cut, then you can see me in two versions as well. There's my press shot behind me as my back back background on Skype, and there's Solid. my real face with an explorer hat on. So hopefully, but we'll see. Haven't changed a bit. No, actually, actually, I'm feeling a lot more chipper than the last time. Last <laughs> time I was incredibly hungover, and I, bet- I was very Amazing. sick actually i was feeling very ill so it was a disaster i, I was... think i made you do that podcast i swear that i think no 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 i was buzzing to do it because at that stage in my life as well i was enamored with podcasting so i was like oh, it'd be cool to just like have a chat about stuff but unfortunately I had a set the night before like three till four or something and then the podcast was at like midday and it all just fell down fairly quickly although i did listen back to it the other day and whilst i did say a lot of things i disagree with in general the conversation was more coherent than you might expect so can you remember that's anything? probably a hats off to you gents though yeah the, the problem was is that um i don't want to drop any names in it but that mc who i was doing the song with decided hair of the dog was the order of the day and we started drinking beer at like 11 in the morning or something I, yeah i oh, i remember that guy now <laughs> yeah it was a stressful day and things were achieved, but also, yeah, much was lost in the process. But yeah, that's fine. It was a good oh, day. Mate, that was a madness. I remember that day. You know, when you said that, when you said, yeah, 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 right, yeah it was around two and a quarter years ago. It was like February or March 2018. So, yeah. Gang, gang, gang. Lots changed. We've all grown. We've all grown up. <laughs> Yeah, we're new people now. What um can you remember what event you were at? Like what the lineup was? I can. It was faction headlining and it was Ill Truth playing as well and um I can't remember who else, but yeah, Faction's now a metalheads. In the last two years he's gotten onto Goldie's label, so that was pretty cool. But um Bad, yeah. yeah, it was my EP launch for an EP that wasn't ready to release yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I don't know how the label kind of messed it up and I hadn't even recorded the vocals for like one of the tracks, but they arranged this EP launch party like six months prior with uh, Take 5 Cafe. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. then that's it. It was that's like the EP man. launch, but yeah, it was two, two, I think it was two and a half months until it actually came out after that party. Uh, suited me. It was all good. Do you remember what, um, what, parts, what parts of the podcast that you uh, like disagreed with in that? Yes, I was very rude about drum and bass in general and drum and bass fans. I think I was at a stage at that point where um, I was very tired of generic drum and bass. The, the whatever the the, the uh, what's the word commercial stuff yeah. that's coming out in the hospital and Kings of the Rollers and all that. And it used to make me quite annoyed to think about it and. I, and now I realise that that's actually a very elitist position to take, and I think people should be able to enjoy whatever they want. And if you know, it's like an eighteen-year-old UE student wants to go out and take a load of pingers and enjoy <laughs> a night at Motion, then let him do it. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah exactly. that was at, at that point. I'd like, you know, 
been through a lot with drum and bass and had started getting really into the sort of underground side of it and and i was getting a bit snobby so I, no i i retract all of those things i yeah that's that's fine anyone can enjoy whatever music they like i uh i think you're with the music snobbery uh, i'm not a music snob anymore i'm trying to uh sort of get back into that fan love that yeah. i solely missed for the last three years like I'm telling you, yeah, I've worked with so much different music yeah. that I don't know. It's just like I listened back to a lot of it and it was shit. But like I, I can't let whatever artist I was working with at the time has expressions and has their self. Like, they have to get their, their emotions and have to really get their life across. So I understand it in that aspect, even if their music is bad or whatever, who because mm. to someone else it might be absolutely amazing yeah so, i don't know man it's a madness I, I feel like just finding that love for music again after thinking like it does turn into a job mm. if you yeah that's the, the it does change the way you view things like for me for sure um obviously i'm working in the sort of sample industry and um there are days where i well, you know, there are a lot of times, particularly since I started working from home so much, where I just cannot be bothered to hear another note of anything by the time I finished my, you know, and and generally because it, when I was working in the office, I'd have the drive home to then decompress, probably listen to a podcast or whatever, even though I'm still stimulating myself, I wouldn't be there like listening to like kick drums and shit. And then by the time I'm home, whatever happens and then i can feel a bit inspired to work on music again but at the moment i'm working on the exact same setup that i'm making music on so for the last which worked fine at the start of lockdown i was like pretty blessed to finish some stuff but now i'm just like god i, I open logic and i'm just like i want to just burn it down to the ground i am exactly the same with that yeah I, I've, i'm finishing off i'm finishing off some stuff that i'm working with a few people just at the end of like you know like um, bef- before i go because i'm going into teaching by the way yeah, oh, nice. I, I start i start favors doing doing the world a favor with his knowledge I, i'm teaching sport fam that's sick sport. yeah nice yeah you that's were decent. always into the sport weren't you so that's yeah so good. i'm i'm talking taking a u-turn a little bit so yeah. i and looking at uh, i'm working on a few things at the moment and whenever i open logic i will just want to die mm. <laughs> it is how it, it, it sometimes so. it does yeah i think i think that realistically like the inspiration sort of comes and goes and that's kind of just how it works isn't it definitely i just i can hear in it like i i got to the point where i was uh about 10 people's vocal producer so i weren't making beats for people mm. yeah and I just ended up compre- like doing the same. The hardest thing. part as well, taking a fresh vocal and making it gel into a track and stuff is fucking murder. It's fun <laughs> it takes start. forever. It, so, yeah. It, it, I, 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 thought I, find it, I find it, the more you do it, the better you'll get. Like, yeah, that's anything. true. Like, I think the first, when I started, first started doing vocal production, I, I found it very, very tedious. But now I've got about, a million presets that i have made like yeah right so like i know i've named them all i know what's for deep voice i know what's for short like short yeah. breaths i i i know i'm alex is that uh, alex you 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 you've always been good at like mixing vocals i think when i've watched you on ableton and stuff yeah. and then 
uh, another person was Coma Cheapy. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. And then going from there, like I, I've completely not made tunes in like about six, seven months. Yeah, like it's just vocal production. Yeah, it happens to a lot of people. Yeah, mentioning Coma Sheepy, he's not made anything recently, as far as I'm aware. I've been sort of chatting to him by. I, I, I got him into inspiration this morning. I spoke to him for an hour today, funny enough. And oh, nice. Yeah. Were you on the phone or whatever? Or... Yeah, yeah. He gives, we give, we have a little, like, you got to think, me and him, me, like, he was the first person at uni I did speak to. Yeah, so it's funny, like... though, because you two are slightly like, um, it's just a funny relationship. Isn't it? It's just a funny yeah. one because like you go, you go back, so yeah, it's just like you Bob, go, it's oh. seven, seven years now, bro. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, it's mad. Fucking, where does time go? Yeah, that's done. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> yeah, Connor, I met you when you was a little eighteen-year-old, mate. Now you're a big. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was. Uh... Yeah, I mean, if I think that things I was saying two years ago were terrible, then, yeah, things I was saying then were certainly not right. So, <laughs> glad that no one recorded me then. thing is, at that point in time as well, I think that it was it was definitely very humbling starting uni and meeting people like Luke, Coherent, and people that had already had a couple of releases on labels and all this. And, like, I grew up in, like, fairly secluded area in the new forest which is like the fucking arse end of nowhere very nice but uh no one makes music there really there was like a couple other producers so i grew up thinking i was the fucking shit and i was just some i just somebody needed to discover me and i was gonna get signed to like metalheads or something and then soon realized actually i had a lot of work to do when you meet other people your age who are just nailing it it's like very worrying especially in bristol as well like bristol yeah even 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 if you don't know people you hear about people who are getting releases and shit like yeah and it did me dirty it did my little ego dirty but that's good and i think the more the more chance you have to be humble yeah it's like getting a good many many <laughs> Many a time done that, sent a tune out to someone going, Can you give me some feedback when I was like 20 or younger yeah. than that? And then they're, they're going, Well, the kick drum needs to be. Co- oh, mate, I remember sending <laughs> the kick other drum produce- needs to be replaced. Yeah. <laughs> Better piece of music. Yeah. yeah. It's a good oh, idea. Yeah. The, the instruments are shit, but it's a sick idea. Yeah. yeah every, that- everything <laughs> sounds bad, but. <laughs> I always do back that, like. You know, I think all of us, I'm sure going back, all of our ideas have probably always been quite solid. Because even when you're, it's, you know, your ideas are trapped in a little teenage mind that can't mm. properly articulate them, you can still hear the ideas. But yeah, no, there is always that, you know, gut wrenching moment where you just realise that your tune's not, doesn't sound that good. So it's, it's fine, really. It happens. Oh, it happens. It does. Yeah. It does. But, um, the education thing's good though, but I think I swear most most of the sickest producers don't even like. I think a lot of people have like people are multifaceted. Like not everybody is meant to just like pursue music. One and that's, thing, and yeah. That's it. Like I think well, I totally agree with that. Mm. I th- I think that working in the sample industry for me is quite fatiguing quite a lot of the time. Yeah, and I do think if I was doing something else like i remember there's been summers at uni like it's been a long time but there were summers at uni where i'd go work at like you know a seawater pool and stuff like that and like just do like really weird 
hands-on jobs where you're on your feet all day. And weirdly, in those times, I was constantly inspired. The moment I sat down at a computer, mm. I'd just bang tune after tune out because I was loving yeah. it. But yeah, now now I'm sat at a computer all day. It's not great. And I don't know. I do think that, that you, you know, you don't have to always be doing music. I think it's a weird expectation of most creative people of themselves to yeah. be like, I have to always be doing my art or I'm a failure. But actually, yeah. that's just really stupid because you're going to burn out. Like, yeah. And, and, oh, the and, burnout's real. Yeah. And also, and also in the, 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 like, the society that we're in, not to get too banksy about it, is like, you have to be, you have to do, you have to do something that's, um, you have to do a lot to keep like a decent standard of living really like you can't if you do music just music you have to be exerting you can't just like most people aren't j5 and they're not making a tune for j huss and then getting like yeah yeah you're not making that 20 grand a beat or whatever it's like you get most of your income from gigging which is why at the moment everything's so interesting yeah but i do look at certain people like i know there's certain people in just trying to think of examples because I now currently can't think of one. This is an example that I thought about the other day. So, you know, HIFO, obviously, HIFO, dubstep producer. HIFO. He's a Cumbrian, Cumbrian lad. He's from where I'm Okay, from. good, fine. <laughs> well done. No, uh, but he's, he's, um, he's basically do a state the other day saying basically he's like a full time musician. And obviously, he makes like banging tunes, etc., etc. But he's got to be one of those guys who's kind of like, you know, He's like he's not like Skrillex or something like that, who probably have years of gigging money behind him. He's someone that obviously was, I imagine, like gig per gig is his income. You know, I, I don't know. So and it's been a long time since there's been any gigs. Like, so what are the what like you know what I'm saying is what are the underground artists who generally do this stuff for a living? Mm. What are they doing? Maybe they're all making sample packs or something. But yeah, yeah. I guess I just found it interesting because there are loads of like in drum and bass as well. Like I know there's quite a few like sort of, you know, cutting edge talents who would have quite recently started gigging and touring for a living and stuff like that. And it would be really hard if you're one of those guys because I don't know. I don't know if anyone was ever making any money off the whole live stream thing. I doubt it because I'm not paying for a, I'm not paying for a live stream. They were there was someone pitching it as like a festival where you had to pay for like entry. It was I think it was Sun and Bass, which is like a really prolific D and B festival. I think they were saying something like you have to pay like 80 quid for the weekends worth of live streaming or something like that it was pretty out there their idea and i don't think it went ahead and oh actually it's in september so we'll see but yeah i don't think uh, yeah i don't that um, would you pay to <laughs> to watch live streams i haven't i only watched a couple of live streams really this whole thing because actually when i'm at home i don't really want to listen to dance music that that much you know if i'm not around other people and that's my preference uh, i i i don't know I've, I've turned into an old man i've listened to the fucking radio a lot at the moment really what radio do you listen to i listen to talk sport and i listen to oh, fucking yes. lbc as well you know oh, that's, yeah but they're that's like talk radio that's like yeah i, I like that. talk radio i, yeah. I don't know i've got i've got a fine appreciation for talk radio nowadays mm. It's good. Yeah. It's probably after all those years of doing cellar talks, you you understand <laughs> the art of it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. We did do. I saying that, Alex. We we did do two years. Like we were very. We were consistent. Mm-hmm. We did. 
obviously if we weren't available but we was very consistent with it which i we this is why we're doing this sort of thing now because i do we i do miss doing it i'm not gonna lie but that is it, it's it, like I, I mean i don't know about you james but i use i still do listen to podcasts like a majority of the time even if yeah, i work yeah. and stuff like that so it's like it's one it's i think it's uh if you're into it you're into it and i think some people like they hear it So um, let's let's run through. I don't know if you, G- James, do you want to talk about anything that you've been listening to in the past, uh, maybe like three, four months, or your favorite releases of the year, new music, yeah. people that you're listening to. All right, so I'm 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 a bait guy. I, I listen to a lot of drill. I'm not gonna lie, but I probably listen to like I know it's bad for listen to drill, but for some reason I listen it? to it and it, you know. no, I don't think it's bad to listen to drill. Actually, I think it's pretty good. I'd like to hear what I, artists artists you're into uh, well, drill wise. Well, well, I've been repping East London a lot recently, and uh, fucking ambush world. Uh, yeah. I've been listening to he, like I, I I really didn't like him at first. I thought he was a bit poppy, but then I listened to his uh, he's he's like mixtape and it sounded fucking really good. Yeah. Uh, fucking what else have I been listening to? I've been listening to a lot of like auto tune stuff because I've been mixed. Oh, actually, you know Diesel Power. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to go, yeah. Skepta's yeah, new Power. release of Diesel Power. It is so hard. I don't care. Well, Skepta got a new release out. I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The videos, the videos, really sick as well. I, yeah, like, he started to direct his own videos, isn't he? So they're all quite good. As far like, as I, I think, I think they're they're both wearing like leather jackets and they're on motorbikes and shit. It's fucking. Yeah, because the last thing I saw is not to derail again, but he did mm. that Cuban rum. He's done that mm. Havana Club advert and stuff, hasn't he? That's pretty. He looked, that's yeah, pretty good. in that in the video with D Power, he's uh, they're all around a table in a pub and they've got that Havana. Uh, oh nice yeah maybe yeah. it's like yeah, he's probably got a role in a sponsorship deal nice fair play though i always find with skeptic that it doesn't it but like when he did that team with asap rocky like i just felt super proud for the uk because like don't know it's just like we've never really been looked at as a nation like it like particularly in america where we have anyone of worth like lyrically in the rap scene but i don't know i just thought that was pretty cool it's funny you say that, yeah, because I, I, I said I thought that about uh, Skepta when that happened, but I think feel like I didn't appreciate it. But when Heady One done this tune with Drake, yeah, I yeah, felt like, that's I, yeah, I felt like a uh, proud, proud dad, proud, yeah, because it like I follow Heady One quite pretty, uh, quite a lot because mm. I don't know, and when like to have it on Heady One's channel, yeah, it's cool. That, that that was pretty cool. I know that it's it's pop, like, but if I'm not like music snobbery is not my thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it used to be, like mm-hmm. we was talking about earlier. But yeah. I feel like uh, we are making they're copying us now. Yeah. Also, oh yeah. With yeah, yeah, with like pop smoke and stuff. Well, I like Heady Heady one to me. I think he's got some of the. This is why I want to hear what drill you've been listening to, James, because um, I'm... you know, drillers and trappers, Avi and Heady mm-hmm. one. Do you, yeah. Do you ever listen to those mixtapes? Yeah, I listened to it today. Because they're like, to me, they're some of the best like drill that the UK's uh, ever like. Like, 
Because RV, RV, I think one, RV's underrated. Um, yeah, RV's hard, bro. He's yeah, so hard. I, I, I can't think of a project that he's put out that's been like bad. Like they've he all started been a podcast now. Sick. RV. He start, yeah, he started a podcast. It's gonna be jokes. I'll probably. What I would, the fuck? I need. Yeah, yeah, I need to listen yeah. to that. OFB have started a podcast, and uh, yeah, that, he's RV's always wanted to do that sort of stuff. Apparently, um, that's so and, sick. Uh, but I, I, I think it's going to be very controversial. Like, yeah. really controversial. Um, like, have you look? Have, have you seen that new Abracadabra tune? Uh, I'm not sure what what's it called. Okay. Abracadabra. Uh, one second, mate. Uh, I got to do. Uh, it is called uh, On Deck. I think I have heard that, but um, I probably yeah. listened to it like so, once. So the Tion, you know Tion Wayne, Duchavelli, and uh, they done that I Don't Know tune. It got pretty big. It got 30 million plays, yeah? Yeah. Mad. And um, then the, like, Abracadabra come back with On Deck yeah and mm-hmm. this Tion Wayne to like I'm talking like oh my day like mm-hmm. and he's, he's used T- he's, he's used Tion Wayne's flow oh yeah and just and uh I listened to the tune it's the biggest vibe of the year but it got played on BBC radio yeah and I'm talking like the violation what was said in because it's like talking in broke you know because they used the slang yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they used that Slang. No, no, but the sort. No, the, mate. The, the slang gets more and more. They use more and more slang. So because the feds will like. Yeah, I know. It, it progresses. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the slang just gets. The, the slang evolves. Um, and basically, I I heard some slang I've never heard before in it. But then I looked into it, and then it wasn't edited out on BBC. Yeah. what he said in the slang and it was like the biggest violation I could ever like it you can't I, I, like I, on, yeah. on daytime radio as well yeah just leave that's, it to the, the imagination that's why slang's so valuable though that, that people yeah. keep, keep getting away with stuff like that as long as yeah yeah I, I just thought it was a bit madness because it was he was talking about but then again in, in the I don't know he was Tion Wayne was saying stuff about them lot so it's it's yeah. a very 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 competitive uh, obviously in both sides of the world but I've not only just been listening to Drew I've been listening to Garage a lot old Garage tunes and that I still, oh, yeah, I still love Garage um, I I've been listening to fucking uh, I've been listening to. I do you know um, a lot of old Liquid DMD? What Connor's uh, Con showed me over the years as well. That's I've always listened to that in my playlist, and I will thank Connor for the rest of my life for that. Yeah, I still I still like all that stuff. I think that that I kind of hit a bit of a wall with Liquid Drum and Bass. I think that like yeah, it's just one of those things when you listen. It's a to vibes it, though, man. It's a, it's, a, yeah. it's such a vibes. Like if you're if you're in a mood or anything, I think yeah, it's good. There's there's certain things like yeah, there are like yeah, there are certain like caliber tunes and stuff by like LSB and stuff. It's always going to sound like amazing, but um, yeah, no, it's like I guess like anything. I think it's just the 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 what would you call it like the exoskeleton of drum and bass, like the boom ka boom ka boom ka boom ka, just kind of just I don't know. It, it's people, still your do, gears. people are still doing it really well, but yeah, no, it's it's just like. 
you know, having grown up on a healthy diet of like jungle, I feel like that's just where my heart's always going to truly be. And that's obviously just seeing like a massive resurgence at the moment, which is interesting because do you guys follow the label Ilian Tape? Yeah. Um, run by the Zenka brothers, yeah. Yeah, the pe- pessimist just did a release for him, and it's like you know, it came through as a techno slash like sort of breakbeat techno label, but they're starting to release pretty much straight up jungle releases, which is cool. It's mm-hmm. nice to see that sort of meshing and merging of two scenes, but um, yeah, I find that the way jungle is going at the moment is it's becoming very trendy which is fine and cool because it brings more people into the scene and no but i'm not saying that is a bad thing but what i'm saying is a bad thing is that we are going to start seeing more and more sort of like i don't know i guess it's just Do you mean like so, like so, I, know, so. I know i know people like actually know them in the scene like who don't know who LTJ Bookham is, but just put out a jungle EP or something. Yeah. And like, I don't know. And that's fine. And I'm being an old head about it. And I'm being a boomer, etc. But <laughs> it's just for me, like, you know, and I wasn't there when the jungle kicked off, of course. And I wasn't there in the nineties and I wasn't going to speed, you know, all these nights. Like I wasn't going to, I wasn't, I was only just born when all yeah, that yeah, shit was yeah. going on. Yeah. But I kind of, you know, I grew, when growing up and I started getting into drum and bass, I took it upon myself to get quite yeah. educated on the history of things. And I mm-hmm. read a book called All Crews by Brian Bell Fortune, who was like, wrote like the Bible on drum and bass. And I was going to old school nights as, as soon as I got hold of an ID and I was listening to Moving Shadow and I was, you know, listening yeah. to the, like the classics and trying to get educated. And which, like, and, I, and that was my choice, but it just feels <laughs> a bit of a shame sometimes when i don't know it's just there's so much good jungle that exists and yeah. i think some people sort of see it as this new modern trend yeah of like when actually it's all drawing from this massive pool of like heritage that yeah sometimes i feel gets neglected but yeah again that's probably my no, boomer well, but, <laughs> but but to your point connor right i've i've been getting into jungle in the past couple of years recently uh, basically because of soma soma showed me a bunch of moving shadow stuff um, yeah it's a remix of yeah. through the vibe by um omnitrio yeah anything yeah. omnitrio yeah which yeah. is weirdly one guy i think but yeah anyway but like but so i started getting like uh jungle from like 96 97 yeah uh, nice like, like old jungle and i and because i because i i really respect it when people educate themselves and stuff and that's personally how mm. i like to do things but you have people like say for instance like burial when he started making music he was yeah. someone who was making like or from interviews that he's put out who knows if it's the truth or whatever but yeah as yeah. far as he says it's like he never went to like nights out and stuff like that he was never part of the illegal rave scene but he sort of like yeah. was influenced by the vibe or from what he heard from his brother or people yeah. around him he sort of soaked yeah. that up and then created his own and this is the thing it's like if you're thinking about music i i because I, I understand you it's like if i looked at someone who started making dubstep like a year ago i mean there's yeah. actually a few people i could name but i'm not going to where i'm, no, like, sure, I'm yeah. like i'm, we're, like, I'm we're almost almost bitter that they're far in yeah. the in they're selling records and getting booked yeah. or they were getting booked for nights out and stuff like that and it's like you literally yeah, exactly. started producing like yesterday but yeah. you have to be like if they're doing something that works or you know i mean you definitely hear a lot of shit jungle that gets made yeah you and you do. definitely hear a lot of shit dubstep and it's like if it's the same thing with the mainstream stuff if people want to listen to it that's cool but it's like especially with 
like the cream does tend to rise to the top sometimes like you get mm. these they, they maybe don't get um but like say drake uh wanted to sample that peverilist uh rolling with the punches yeah. and stuff like that's an underground tune if you spoke to other people about that, that is fucking cool he- he he's he's um done that he's done the crazy cousins tune as well he's um sampled the uh do you mind when you that one he mm. done that one and what one did he do rolling punches for i remember saying it but i never i i, I don't think it. it was like a release tune i think it was like a snippet that was there's that meme of him and his mates out running next mm. to a van and they're listening to that tune and it's like people noticed that rolling with, with the punches was in there but it, i don't think the tune yeah. ever came out and this probably speaks to like um like a valid type of music snobbery where if you notice that there's a reckless uh music producer who's just like hopping on every bandwagon and they're just making the cheapest most distilled yeah. form of a genre it's like because a lot of people uh, i don't know if you've heard about um a guy called it's like party boy dj party boy or something like that party boy 69 yeah he's like uh he calls himself like a, it's like ghetto tech or something is like yeah one of the genres yeah. and stuff and it's like obviously and he like, basically djs in a thong right and yeah looks kind of funny yeah but a lot of people have a problem with like this like i mean because i'm i'm so far removed from that scene that i don't really know what yeah i'd yeah, but I, as yeah. far as I can tell, because I've seen people actually, I've seen people like prominent DJs defending him and whatnot. But I've also p- seen people being like, because he's a bit of a caricature, he's a bit of a meme. He's yeah. like taking that meme culture, and people sort of react badly to like memeing a very real genre. And he's also yeah. somebody who's got, uh, he's under fire for like sampling. And the thing about sampling that's hard is that a lot of a lot of people who sample don't end up paying the musicians yeah. who they sample and, up. and if you know like say for instance if it's like all all my favorite uh, artists are black artists and i sample predominantly black artists then mm. i have to be making those steps to make sure that the people i sample either get paid get credited or i don't use the sample type thing yeah no i think that's very respectable i think that i can't remember what i was listening to the other day but there was an interview with uh it was, it was, shit, it'll come to me. It will come to me. But yeah, it was, it basically, there's a, there's a hip hop artist who has like a, a podcast. Um, like it's like, yeah, anyway, I, I can't remember Budden? exactly which one. No, no, it's not Joe Budden's <laughs> podcast. No, but, but no, the, the discussion basically was like, is it still unethical to sample stuff and not pay if music's not making any money anyway, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I would does, say more unethical. Yeah, like I, I just feel like do things become slightly more like common? What's the thing like the license where like basically anyone can use it because yeah, if, creative if, commons you know, and that. Yeah, like but obviously that's like you can only stretch that argument so far. But like generally, most releases, even ones that are really successful, like if they're only released digitally. Like, are really not making that much money at all on streams yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's a difficult one. Um, so let's move. It's to, a very difficult one. I think we should talk about Connor's Connor's favorite uh, new releases. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. 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 Because <laughs> actually, really interesting that because I was not going to say this before James mentioned Drill, 
And I started thinking about what I've been enjoying recently from the UK specifically. And have you seen Potter Papers out of jail? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I fucking like him. And I he's like so everything good. he's about. I like everything. I like his lyricism, his Barking delivery, in. the beats he chooses. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's real. And the thing is, like, it's one of those stupid things in my brain that just happens. But I, I give him credence for having been to jail i hate to say it but and and the thing is you knew you knew he was legit before he went away like i remember i used to watch his freestyles and shit from from years ago yeah and obviously being someone who's just like not about that life at all and would get destroyed immediately like i've always i watched him in awe of this guy that's straight up like he's not fucking around like he was on that um mike skinner documentary the road rap Mm -hmm. one that he did for vice and he's just there and like his like crew are just over there in a couple of Porsches, like brand new. Yeah. And that, you know, like he's got, on, that, that, he's got that fat chain as well. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like, he's seriously like he's, he's from Essex, James. He, and he's running county lines and stuff. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 And obviously, allegedly. I don't know. And please don't come after me. <laughs> He allegedly got done for transporting county lines between uh, Norfolk, Suffolk, and Essex. Yeah, but what? But but anyway, whatever. I I fucking I like him, and I like I like the fact that because I think that the UK um, sort of hip hop culture. Let's not say like grime and what grew out the London thing, the road rap thing. You know, the the only parallel to that really is high focus, and high focus is really cool. But I think high focus is also very much marketed towards people like me, who yeah, like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. will only ever really get caught with a ten bag or whatever. But yeah. you know, it's like it's very <laughs> it is you know, it is good music, and the, and it and it's true to the art of hip hop. But it ultimately. And not all, and uh, I shouldn't generalise. I don't want to get myself in hot water, you know. But don't get yourself. You're right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But you know what I mean. It's not a lot of the artists are more about that conscious thing, which I respect. But with people like Potter Paper, it's like he's literally like doing everything he says, and you got to admit it's pretty (laughs) fucking wavy when a guy can just be like. You know, like one of my favorite bars from him, he said so in one of his really early freestyles. And by the way, he's only 24. I didn't know. I thought he was a bit older. He said, like, I've been on crud since the Benz was a 1.5. And I was like, that's fucking... That's a Because that was, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just said stuff I'm like... He's just cool. So, yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been basically quite enjoying all of his output recently, I be- particularly. I believe he he's going to, like... Now that he's come out of jail, yeah, I believe that he can eat the music industry in the UK for that type of music is big enough for him to make an income. I, I hope so. I just don't want it. I don't want what happened to. Do you remember K Coke? Yeah, but then if he, there was an interview with K Coke where he's like, well, basically, like he came out of jail after there was a lot of hype around him. Yeah, and they completely mishandled his music, and then. He's just kind of releasing mixtapes, and people don't really yeah. like. He, like, like he had he had the chance. He was on um, a song. I think I can't remember who the vocalist was. Some female vocalist who was popping at the time. It's probably like Emily Sunday or something like that. Yeah. And then they completely mishandled the release, and he just kind of fell flat. And 
I'll yeah, tell you the well, difference. It's that easy. Like, I don't know. You've got to handle momentum properly. Like, well, the thing even... is, like, who's, who's the biggest person of Potter Paper's ilk is probably someone like Giggs. And Giggs is SM1, which is his, like, independent imprint. It's not. Yeah. I mean, maybe they've, he's probably got distribution deals and all that stuff with yeah. bigger, bigger record labels and promotion and stuff like that. But that's, like, the way to do it instead of, like, because I think Cake Oak thing was, like, he just got picked up by a label and that was it. It was, like, it's, like, Can you I have to watch. You? Go on. Go on, James. Can I say Right. With, um, a reason why I think Cake Oak and, um, pot of paper is going to go a bit different is because no like i like cake coke but i feel like he's a bit slow mm-hmm. like um on his delivery it's not night like i'm not holding nothing against him i think he's sick and what he's done in the past but the difference between pot of paper and him and i think pot of papers can vary like he's me i've never heard anyone like him who can like yeah yeah, unique. yeah yeah i like him the, the wordplay, like he would get four more, four more syllables in, like into a into a bar than I think Potter Paper would, and I feel like Potter Paper's obviously, like around that time, drill started coming around in two thousand and thirteen. So it was a it's pretty, I would say, it was a pretty hard time for him to probably pop. Yeah. yeah. And and also and also like you said, um, like the industry now is probably more geared towards that kind of thing. Um, mm. So that is probably that is probably correct. But have you got any other you got any other uh new releases that you've been feeling? Yeah, so I've got a couple, right? There's that new ego death bit on Foundation Audio. You heard yeah. that? Yeah. Fucking goes off. 140 heads, check that out, because that goes off. I've not got that much more to say about it. It just goes off like yeah, it's just be, you're gonna be by popping. who, by the way? It's uh Ego Death on uh, Foundation Audio. Um, yeah, where am I finding it? Foundationaudio.bandcamp.com. Foundationaudio SoundCloud. The clips for the EP went up like today or yesterday. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's good. That ego death guy. He's one of those guys from America. It's interesting what's happening there. Like where a lot of guys from Colorado or whatever are making like fucking really, really legit. 140 and probably have been for years to be fair but like yeah it's time though man we it's all right listen yeah it's their time it is their time like they've took what we like not me like um, they took what our country's created yeah if anyone's if anyone listens to this go to foundation audio bandcamp uh i think it's foundationaudio.bandcamp.com they're selling t-shirts and he's just restocked because um the big boy sizes went out of stock straight away so he's just restocked and they're all yes. on the band camp get yourself a foundation tea nice yeah and um other things i'm just gonna list off things because um there's actually quite a lot of good stuff in there. i don't know if you follow a jungle label called repertoire drum bass label called repertoire check them out they had two releases out on the same day they started a new imprint called r white which is like white why name. is every drum and bass thing sound like they, they just use the long like man's dyslexic in it so it's fucking <laughs> why do you spell that <laughs> it's just um, that the so the, re, the label's called repertoire yeah like, rep um, <laughs> and then but the yeah the release that they, they started a thing called r white so it's like yeah, it's fucking, it's good, basically. The, the guy that runs it, it's like Ricky Law and this guy called, um, he just goes under Ben Repertoire, but it's just like the most legit, probably top top three, top five most legit drum and bass labels at the moment. Like, every release bangs. Um, they work with 
incredible people. Like they've had, I think they did room two at a Metalheads night just before uh, lockdown, so they're getting noticed in all the right places. So yeah, in the old world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's slightly old head music, but the thing is, is that no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in the old before, world, before I'm Corona. Saying, before Corona, the old, uh, the I old. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, but even yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. <laughs> in the boomer I world, take everything to mean that I'm being an old head. But uh, <laughs> the um, the other the other thing is um, basically there's like a just been a lot of good people come through at the moment, and I've got to push guy who did a release he did a remix for me on my label in what month did that come out june uh, a guy called eusebia that's a really hard one to spell james so it's it's like uh e u s e hang on no, i've got to look it up like, like, listen man like they, 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 do they just want to like not get yeah this, well that's listen, listen, i don't know that might be a thing that we can edit out anything that's <laughs> offensive here but He's called New Serbia. He's basically released on like um, Western Law. Do you know that label? Western Law. That's easier to spell. Western Law is run by Alex Eveson, who also makes Jungle Under Dead Man's Chest. Yes, that, that, yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's Dead Man's Chest label, and that's everything that comes out on that. Fucking goes. So it's, they still made it hard to. Sp- I'm sorry. I'm sorry for. I'm just making jokes. But no, they, it's fine. Western, and then they, I thought it was Law. So like it's L O R E. I've just seen it. I've just seen it, and I'm yeah. like, you still made it hard for me. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, like for me at the moment, it's generally, um, I've got a big taste for like good 140 and jungle kind of the same as i've always been but like feels like there's a lot being made but one final thing i say which isn't new mm. but it's new to me mm. guy called not clue or no clue oh yeah 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 no clue's been about in, i think he's based in eight. berlin if yeah. i remember from his profile correctly i can't remember james do you want to hear on. my do you want to hear my recommendations for you go on come on let's hear him I've got a load, right? So I've been. So you said you were into your. Uh, you were listening to your classic garage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, garage, nice. So I want to bring you. Where some am new... I looking? Uh, where am I? What 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 platform do you think I should go on to uh, find these? Alex? I'll give you three. I'll give you three. So if you go on SoundCloud, right? Are you, are you willing to follow some names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm done. So have you, are you familiar with the label uh, Good for Ya? And it's spelled G D, the number four. And then one. GD. No, but. GD, uh, GD, GD, GD 4, as in GD, uh, then the number 4, and then yeah, so YA. Mercy, when we. Yeah, when did that yeah. release on it recently? Yeah. yeah. When. Yeah. Um, oh, flipping. Up Benny Hill and that, when man. Swerve, that Swerve tune. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah, mate. That, so L- tell L- me, do you know any backstory about that label? Um, not to me, really. it's just arrived, and because when to me growing up, I mean, when I heard when for the first time, in, yeah. yeah, I must have been 16, 17. Where I was like, mate, this guy's fucking ahead of the curve on all this Whoa. like garage bass music. To me, that was the first contact I had with a lot of that stuff. So I will, I will say one thing, right? I've because I've been buying, I've been purchasing a lot of garage records over lockdown, nice. And mm-hmm. the new garage that's coming out. So the artists that I that stick out to me, main face, interplanetary criminal. Yeah, I, interplanetary yeah, criminal. Yeah, dude. Was a bad man. Was it? Did so he release on Penelope Pies recently? If I got mad. Yeah. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think it was Penelope yeah, Pies. Yeah. It's, but dude, they, they, they those guys, right? And um, I actually, 
main face i can't i can't believe my luck right i put out a mix on uh excess promotions soundcloud main face liked it i was doing that ego thing where you like who's you know you click on the little heart you see who's liking it and stuff yeah yeah and main face had liked my mix and i was like oh my god and that so i messaged sound. him i messaged him and i was talking to him i i but i've got about five of his five of his records he's releasing nice. like Every month, there's like a new set of previews on his SoundCloud or yeah. on Interplanetary Criminal SoundCloud, and then the next month there'll be Interplanetary Criminal back-to-back main face on Balamy, and it's just yeah, like the, the Garage guys at the moment are so active, and yeah. um, Holloway's been releasing on a label called Instinct. If you've heard sorry, of them, bro. bro, this is really um like they deserve like mate. I'm looking at some of the releases on here, yeah. And like LB, Benny Hill, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, like, and the thing is as well is that these, these are releases that are like very much independent, but they're successful in the terms of they'll shift 300 records. Yeah. And in, in today's day and age, if you can make, you know, the actual profit off of that for the artist and label is like, you know, a grand, a grand and a half, something like that, you'd have to get a million streams for that sort of money. So I don't know. It's like, it's nice to see that people are still buying records and yeah. Yeah. Have, have you heard cool. of the label warehouse raves as well? Yeah. Oh, shit. why are you cutie? Yeah. So, so basically my, I've got to give a shout out to my, basically my mate that I work with will, um, he's now released under will pen. He's just launched his own label. He's just put out this sick little jungle release, but he shows me, quite a lot of good like modern mm-hmm. music because ultimately like i'm kind of in my old head vibes sometimes yeah so he like keeps me up to date and yeah there was that soundboy killer ep yeah. wasn't that? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 fuck yeah like yeah no sorry to interrupt and no, shit no, no, but, yeah, fine. but dude that's it, it, yeah that label is seriously it's, it's, yeah. it's the maddest thing so uh with warehouse raves they've they've got they've been releasing some of main faces stuff there's a guy called um He's called like Low Freak or something like that, who's also sick as fuck. Tower nice. Block Dreams, who are also sick as fuck. Oh, <laughs> Tower Block Dreams, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a like Yeah, that's such a picturesque name as well, because it yeah. is very garagey, like, yeah. And then the last the last um one that's affiliated, I think, with Banoffee Pies. Or maybe not Banoffee Pies. I think it's called Tiny. Oh, Banoffee Pie, I've been to a few of their day parties, mate. It is vibes, mate. Yeah, they where are they based? Like what's their I don't know what their story is, but like yeah. I, I like what I do like as well is this like that sort of vibe with the artwork at the moment. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. the white that background and like a line. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's cool, oh, man. Con, have, label... you been... Go on, have you been you. to a Banoffee Pie night? Nah, like, I've literally straight up, like, I've gotten into him off the back of some very clever marketing campaign from Instagram that decided I would like their music, which I do. But I think that was back in, I don't know, like, sometime in early 2020, like, Instagram just decided that I needed to hear their latest release, and I was like, well, so the algorithms, dude, the algorithm got it right. Yeah, the algorithm, sometimes it does, actually. So, <laughs> so I've been to one of their nights. The algorithm. I've been to one of their nights and two of their day parties, yeah? Nice. And, and uh, their day parties, I would recommend for you to do it and Mate, get yeah. dressed up all like whatever. Like, Mate, you, yeah, I'll get my fucking Explorer hat on and I'll get some <laughs> serious vibes going. <laughs> yeah. As long as they got some little two-step drums going, I'll have a little shibs. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. I remember when I went, they played um, Scream Dutch Flowers at 120. Shit, yeah. So basically, like, here's something that I can derail the conversation with once again. 
And and if we feel this is inappropriate, then please edit it out. I've been to a festival this summer. I went to Membrane Festival in Croatia about oh, two weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> Um, D2 played and they opened with Scream Exothermic Reaction. No yeah. Was it endothermic? Yeah, yeah, what the, uh, what, yeah. the second, second drop? Yeah, heavy yeah. tune. Yeah. And basically, all I'm thinking is that I'm basically one of, because that festival, the capacity is 1,000, only 200 people showed up. Mm. So I'm one of 200 people in Europe who's been to a festival this year, as far as I know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's been illegal raves in the UK. There's yeah, been yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit loads of them. Mate, the fines on them now. If you put yeah, the ten grand, ten grand, <laughs> fuck that. Anyway, <laughs> not to. D- yeah, go on. Sorry, I just didn't want to make it so we're not talking about your releases anymore. So that's all right, man. there's been a lot happening in uh in music lately i mean quite a yeah. lot of uh stories breaking you know uh twitter going mental. i think everyone's just annoyed because they can't go raving they can't dj and they can't go out and get pissed and yeah. take whatever their preferred you know substances yeah. so they're all just sitting on the internet going you're a fucking dick to everyone else so, <laughs> facts yeah so what, yeah what what are we what are we talking about here con Right, so, I mean, for me, off the top of the head, um, we'll go for the one that I didn't just put as my background um, when we're recording the audio, which is, by the way, for no nefarious means for me not recording the audio, it was a simple (laughs) drink break. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, And, no, there was... the thing in drum and bass, which clearly I'm the drum and bass reporter here, is um, Flight versus DJ Flight. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I mean, it was an interesting one because obviously, and for those who don't know, I think I believe her name's Natalie. Uh, DJ Flight, spelled the way you'd expect. She has been at the forefront of drum and bass since like the early '90s. She was heavily involved with the early Metalheads nights, I believe. Yeah. She was like seriously respected DJ, one of the most relied upon selectors in early jungle music to fucking just blow people's minds. And her selection was always very cerebral. And yeah, she was just, uh, just hands down, fucking wicked DJ. Yeah. But she, yeah, I mean, she's beloved to a, a certain group of people, but there's also been a recently, I think his first release was in 2014, 15, but it goes by the name of Flight. No DJ in front of it, but it's F-L-I-T-E. So Flight rather than F-O-I, what is it, G-H-T? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's there's basically been uh, a guy with the same, what do you call it? Like, is it, pronounce is it, it London or America? He's based in America, whereas DJ Flight, the original, she's based in the UK, London. And so she, uh, and I think that the the issue was, was the debate was very soon after, obviously there's been lots of um, discussion about whether people, representation in dance music, basically. And I think there's been massive discussion around that. So obviously what um, some people saw this as was, you know, white american guy unaware of the original alias so he just kind of uses that name and 
and I think that the argument that should be made is just do your research when you're choosing your alias. Like, yeah. I mean, and that is actually a very serious discussion that needs to be had. Like, do your research. Go on Spotify, but go on Discogs as well. You know, go yeah. look up the name you would like. Make sure because obviously, if there's a DJ flight who's making like fucking I don't know Gabba or whatever it is, yeah, yeah and yeah. not saying that there's no a crossover. metal band, dude. Co- I, mate, there's I, a metal I, band called Constrict, mate. No, there's I, I was. A metal band called dude, I, Constrict. I was trying to find one of your releases on Discogs today right i was looking on yeah. discogs today and i just clicked on the first construct that came up on google and it was that fucking metal band and i was yeah, like oh is. my god south america <laughs> you're the first one that comes up on mine con you're the first one that comes quite up quite fucking good that band and i don't know because the thing is as well is the issue is mine with my alias is realistically the actual pronunciation of it is constrict as in yeah. to constrict something however my name is connor and and, you, and you're strict. You get about four or five different pronunciations of it, and I am a strict person, but <laughs> but realistically, I don't know how they'd pronounce it. So in a world where everything was purely phonetic, then mm. like it would be fine. Yeah. What what about um what about when a Footsie used the fucking same font for his favours EP as I've used for my fucking I listen uh, here Footsie uh, from Newham Generals, yeah. Has because got, uh, his EP favors. No, yeah, it's yeah. called no but, favors. No, but, no, but listen. Oh, okay. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say if his EP was actually called favors, I was like, you're pretty screwed, mate. I am. I'm screwed because he is. His EP is called favors. It's yeah. called no favors. It's called no. It's called no favors. Yeah, yeah, but seriously, yeah. His EP's called the J Favors EP. No, no, but no, 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 but the thing, no, the thing I picked up. The J yeah. Favors, the J Favors tribute EP. I know the thing I picked up was uh, that he's used the same font. It's it's it's, it's very similar. It's so it's similar. Sim- yeah, it's, it's so, so similar. Sim- like if you look at my font, what I've used for my logo for what since like two thousand six. 2015 i don't care yeah and i've looked at his like artwork and i was like no fucking way come on look how similar this looks all right <laughs> ah shit yeah shit well i mean like uh, he has used different i i'm looking at it now he has used yeah different... no i i think that yours is nicer actually by quite a long way uh the color palette i prefer the font i prefer um yeah. Yeah, no. In general, I think yours is actually much, much better. But in then general, again, you would just, you say? Would you, you say in Newham general? Yes, I would say in Newham general. If I was pushed to by a co-presenter, um, yeah. So I would, I would just point out that the, the copy of the uh, FTSE artwork that you sent me is probably about three by six pixels so i don't know, <laughs> well, I don't know. Fair assessment, <laughs> it's fine you don't have to send an hd copy I don't want to, right? yeah. enough, so i've got an off-the-cuff question for you uh connor about influences that you might have when you're making drum and bass that come from mm. a completely different world so like with shoes yeah. and stuff like what what uh do you listen to that makes you think I want to incorporate that into my dance music. Yeah, I can list off a few that might surprise you. So, one, the Halo soundtrack. Yeah. I fucking love the Halo soundtrack. Oh, I know, I remember that. You all three games, like there's something about those soundtracks, man. I don't know what it was. I think like I was. I obviously with my brain had a heavy level of neuroplasticity when I was first playing those games, and mm-hmm. there's something about the 
the strings and the width of it all and the and and the way it really inserts you into a specific atmosphere of what's going on like i'm a fucking massive fan of that and and similarly actually it's, it's a few video game soundtracks there's um the spyro soundtracks were all written Aww. by um shit don't fail me now brain <laughs> who's the drummer from the police uh, Stuart Copeland. Stuart oh Copeland. God, he's got it, yeah. So he wrote all three of the what original fuck? PS1 Spyro soundtracks, and what? I st- I still listen to those constantly because they are musically absolutely saturated with brilliant ideas. And like, I don't know. I yeah. I, I think it's it's commonly for me game music. You know, the music of like the Legends of Zelda soundtracks and things like that. Any sort of soundtrack stuff like in certain films as well like Blade Runner as well where you get like an imprinted image from the sound that's being made and I think that what's actually been um, very uh, like a driving factor in that is that my ability to use a pen or pencil to draw anything is absolutely terrible so I my hand is terrible I can't draw and stuff like that but what I don't say your handwriting is terrible. No, it's trash. It's honestly, it's like they say doctor's handwriting, and then you sort of like, you know, slap. So, it, all right, just before you finished, yeah, uh, Alex, yeah, the funny thing about Connor, yeah, he used to write all our assignments when we done group work at uni, innit? <laughs> but, like, it literally be A plus English, and then, like, yeah, write but English. handwriting. Right, handwriting. We're like, what are you doing? You're writing, like, a 10-year-old English student. Yeah, it's terrible. But <laughs> a 10-year-old yeah, genius. Like, I've, always, I've always enjoyed using the English language quite a lot, but, um, yeah, no, for, for my ability to use by hands to convey a message is like it's incredibly poor and so actually what i do a lot but when i'm particularly when i'm writing ambient music and music without drums and non-dance music or, or even like more sort of um, textural drum and bass i'll either see a picture or it mentally envision an image or a scene and i'll write the soundtrack to it because i wish i could draw what i'm seeing or i wish i could yeah make yeah, a yeah, visual yeah. represent like you know i wish i was a visual artist but i'm not so i kind of make up for that by writing the soundtrack of what i think would that would sound like and sometimes if i'm not feeling inspired i'll go on a youtube video of like you know a gopro in front of a train and i'll just mute it and i'll go oh that's cool and then i'll kind of think oh that you know and then that can kick me off as well so weird things basically no no no, no, i i because i i can relate to that because i have i've always wanted to be able to draw right and i used to draw like manga and shit like that I used to think nice. it was sick, yeah, so I used, yeah. to, I used to post it on Facebook, and everyone used to be like, nice, wow, cool. this is amazing, but I'll look back, and it was it was just dog shit. But, well. I, but I do exactly the same thing, where I, like, I used to have a double monitor setup, where I'd have, like, a 4K video. I used to have, right, it was a train, right? So it's weird that you said train, because it was a train going through the Peruvian, like, valleys. And I used to like, cool. I, used to, I was, I was like watching that, and I'd be like, right, because, because I think like if you have some visual stimulation to sort of like, so it's like, it's like it kicks off your brain, and you start thinking of like, what would this sound like, mm. and you don't Definitely. think about, you don't think, you're not, you're not, you're not with it, you don't have a blank canvas at that point. You've got like, it's almost like not, it's not. That's tracing. interesting, mate. That's yeah. really interesting. I agree. Definitely. Yeah. I think that, that, that for me, what. 
always really fucking cool to me as well as people like Hans Zimmer who can write a theme tune for say Jack Sparrow and it yeah. and it's totally right you know yeah, it's yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. what that's supposed to sound like it's wonky it's drunken it's like and I yeah there's something really really fascinating about being able to match up audibly to what you're perceiving and like even just like characteristics oh. and things like yeah it's fucking cool i i tell I, I t- like it's weird that you say about um i always used to make my best beats on on like bus journeys and shit yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure like there's there's definitely an element of that which is why i should really strive to get a better laptop and some a door on it because yeah i think there's there is an element of of like you do and like to bring it back to Skrillex again because god i love sonny uh his career he he shaped his career making dubstep in hotel rooms yes Mm. You know, with like... with a set of headphones, he didn't even have a MIDI keyboard, you know, and it's like, and and if you listen to the work he was creating, and you know, there's probably an argument to be made that he was sending those off to be potentially mixed alongside mastering, but I don't know, maybe they were just getting mastered. Go, dude, so go go back on this SoundCloud all the way to his first things that he uploaded onto the internet. Yeah, the first things are clearly mixed by himself. Yeah, and then that scary monsters and nice sprites. I think it's clear that there's a mixer, masterer yeah. thing going on. But all of his ideas are consistently pretty sick, consistently yeah. pretty u- unique. And it's like, if you're... if Because you're, he, he obviously, he was in From First to Last. So he has... He knew the music industry a little Mixing bit. Mixing engine. Yeah, he knew yeah. the score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, if and you're operating... Links. Yeah, if you're operating on that scale, you know, right, so to be this artist, I need to have... It's like how all the grime dons use that MSN engineer dude who's like fucking. Yeah. It's like people know how to get somewhere, and I think I think Skrillex is one of those guys who probably had. He probably be, has always been quite ambitious, and he was like, because his ideas were sick. So it's like, right, let me fucking. I, I probably he probably felt no shame getting a mixer and a masterer involved in his projects. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like as well what, what you mentioned with like the early grime guys it's always been really interesting to me to think about like the mindset that like obviously it's a touchy name right now but like which is it's a difficult one but wiley's always been such a <laughs> <laughs> don't gasp at me he's he's one <laughs> no but he's one of He's one of the godfathers of that style of production, but I also did always wonder were there because, like, again, like Skepta was someone who produced his own beats regularly. Yeah. I believe his mm. most champion as well. album, yeah, you know, they'd all make their own beats. But what I used to wonder, even at the age of you know, like 14, of listening to those albums, is like when I first got a crack version of Cubase, like. You know, I and I'm not I'm I'm not pointing anything as that nobody was, but like, were these guys genuinely doing everything front to back, or was there some STEM mastering going on? I don't know. Did cause you guys, so- did you guys um, go? There was a session at UE, right? One of the only sessions that I was in in the studio where I was like completely interested in. Uh, we had a mixing engineer come in, and I came like really early in the morning because I knew that you no were one, gassed in it. Well, no, I knew that no one would be there, and I didn't really want to be around anybody so i was just like so i went it's like me and like two other guys or maybe three or four other people in the room 
Yeah, because I think on this day he did like three different talks with, with the same talk. No, is that the right? I'm yeah, thinking he's, got, he's, he's a dude with long hair. He looked like a rocker. Yeah, I vaguely remember. Was it in? Yeah. Was it in the big studio? Yeah, N forty four or something. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I just remember not me. listening at all, well, mate. What, he said to me, "He went, what music do you like?" And I went, "Oh, mate, I'm trying to make a bit of grime at the moment." And he went, "Oh, grime, yeah." And do you know where? Uh, do you know Wiley at all? And I was like, "Do I?" <laughs> and he yeah. was like, "And he was like, yeah, no, I've worked with him a few times, and he was a mix engineer." And he's and, and he and he and he said he was like obviously he said like the obvious things where he's like oh he smoked a lot of weed and how oh, he was yeah. dead, he was dead unreliable he'd always turn up late to the sessions and whatever so it's like yeah. but he but I think it's commonplace especially like maybe not in the early days there's some of those JME uh, instrumentals yeah. you, you can tell they've mixed it on FL Studio like yeah. straight away because it's not. But then some of the more iconic, like, grind beats, you're well, like... Well, mate, this. even things like Morgan and things like yeah. that, it's like, mate, that still whacks on a fucking rig, mate. And, like, and, and fair for... That was not, that, that was not mastered by an engine. But I don't... It, I like but it's, it, the same, yeah. it's the same as that early dubstep thing though it's like some of the some yeah. of the charm to those tunes were the fact that they were so unmastered and like yeah. like drill james oh if you want to talk about mixing and mastering drill is one of those genres where that yeah. some producers will have that kick drum so limited that it oh, punches you out of your yeah. seats. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. six on the on on the uh, like you pull it into your fucking logic, yeah, and you think yeah. you're gonna play the drill the drill bit, yeah. Because I've done a lot of mixing for a lot of drill like rappers, yeah. When I used to put the fucking beats into logic, and I'd be like, oh, this is your beat today, this that the other, mate. There was this one drill track I had. It had pl- uh, on zero dB. I'm not lying. It come up plus six, yeah. <laughs> How did like, that even I, no, the kick drum was plus six, and then yeah. the rest of the 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 uh, the beat was panned all the way to its right, and it, oh it's mate, like the it Beatles. was the Beatles, the Beatles, it was I do love, I do, on a, on a massive fucking tangent, but I do, I mean, when I say I love it, I mean, I'm more just like interested by it, but when you listen to an old bit of like, you know, Jimi Hendrix or something like that, and then suddenly like the drums are only coming through the left yeah, ear, and yeah. it's like funny that it's only really been 60 years since we worked out how the stereo field kind of worked, and then yeah. also on top of that, it's like, how is it so unanimous that now it's the only thing anyone does that it's like... You know the snare drums dead center, etc. Do you know what I mean? The vocals are dead yeah. center. Like, obviously, everyone agrees that that works, but it's interesting that there's been no pushback at all since that formula was established. So obviously, oh. there are experimental artists who will, mm-hmm. and I think fair play. You know, when you hear a vocal like auto panning between left and right, and you feel like you're in some spirit world, fair fucking play. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's also like nobody's really ever contested it in terms yeah. of what works. You know. So I think I think it's I think it's it's changing though because you have people like one effect that I really fuck with right and it, I heard it in a Brockhampton tune, um, nice. where they have like it's like the the vocals go like and they like cut off yeah, the start like a of every word thing. yeah mm-hmm. and um, I heard quite a lot there's a, a label from the UK called Eight Manor um, run by a guy called Mowgli. And there's like I know like, I know that I know that name why do dude, I know that name so I'm, I mean. He's done some. He, right, so do you know Frixis at all? Frixis. Yeah. yeah. 
So my like, boy Frixus, like he's, I don't know him, so I shouldn't have said my boy Frixus. <laughs> However, the guy that I he, know, Frixus, he knows, he knows, he grew up with Luke Nichols, who yeah. I do know really well. Oh, so, yeah, I love anyway. that. Dude. So yeah, I think no, Fr- Frixus is a fucking G. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of people. Clark eighty, I, I think he's called Clark eighty seven. Clark eighty seven. Um, Lapsung as well. I know Lapsung has has done some stuff with Eight Mana. Um, he's from the southwest, I think, as well. Or you might be from fucking. But anyway, anyway, that's all uh, pointless. But like, they released a vinyl that I bought ages ago because I thought it was sick, and they had a tune which used that Brockhampton like <laughs> like effect. And there's like they're all experimental guys, but um, it's a weird thing where I think stuff bleeds into like modern music. So for instance, like with rap, you had that moment where with xxx with the marla thing all of the beats that were coming yeah. out of that of that like for the two years there was like every um sort of underground american hip-hop beat was like super distorted and like fucked up and it was almost like some sort of weird yeah it's like punk, it's like punk yeah. rock almost, yeah yeah and it's like and with the weird vocal stuff i think you have people like yeah um, you know, like Charlie XCX, and they have some weird like links. Yeah. They have weird links to like PC Music, AG Cook. These like for some reason, there's always some experimental producers on the fringes of of mainstream, and like little things bleed in here and there. But it's never like all at once. Let's fuck the whole current thing up. It's like things just sort of bleed in and become normal. Yeah, yeah. I think there's always going to be that sense of rebellion in terms of. For specifically like mix downs and stuff, yeah, like I agree. There's like um, an established way of doing things, and I think that the way pop music's done now is probably going to stay the same, unless there is some massive punk thing that goes on. I mean, to go on a tangent myself, uh, there was that oh, Billy Eilish tune that I'm sure there was a Billy Eilish tune where. There was, but I can't remember what it's called because I don't follow her fucking music. But there was a tune that she did where her vocal was panning left and right and auto glitching and shit that, and it was pretty cool. And I think that yeah. maybe you know, her kid, brother, and, her yeah, brother her brother's ultimately the one behind that stuff, and he's just a young dude on Logic. So I guess it ultimately. But they were both groomed to sort of be in that industry, not in like a, not um, in a you know yeah. sinister. Well, well, um, well, it is sinister, but it's not. But beautiful. also, but also, so something, 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 something might come out in the future that we don't know about currently. But they were like, yeah, like that Phineas dude. Like the story is that he's just a kid on a laptop. But they had quite a lot of like grooming for the industry and stuff like that. Not and to be fucking a hater. money. Yeah, not they to be a hater. Fucking yeah, I don't, I don't like to be a hater, but I really do like yeah. to be a hater. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to give, give you a thumbs up button for that. Well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to take me quite a lot of time to work oh, out. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We got reactions in that. Yeah, fucking hell. Well done. But, um, so let's, right, so let's take this, let's take this to a, a, a topic, right, because we haven't actually talked about topical news. Any music. Well, we've talked about loads of music. No, we have No, I was, <laughs> you, I was doing my classic hilarious sarcasm. Hey, you so two, sh- both of you two humour is dry. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, be fair, to be fair, I laugh at everything that I say. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll just say shit. You're like a laugh, Dr. But I... Hibbert out of Simpsons, mate. You yeah. are literally Dr. Hibbert. You laugh. He's... I like <laughs> it. I, I like it. It works for me. So let's talk about Scream. It's Scream <laughs> wearing a pizza hat. Pizza Hut cap. Pizza Hut it's hat. It's hard to say. It is technically a pizza hat, but it's not a hat made of pizza. pizza. It is, in fact, a pizza hut cap. I would um, say this, he will never have got cancelled if it was a hat made out of pizza. No. And quite Why frankly, they, no, I we don't should want go back in time and warn him for this. Because... <laughs> but no, so what it's he that did meme. was... It's that meme, isn't it? Girls with a time machine and then boys with a time machine. Yeah, yeah, Scream, yeah, yeah. don't yeah. post that picture. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it so is. It so is. Shit, I mean, that's a meme plate waiting to happen, so... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Mate, we, we, either make it happen or I will, I'm but gonna, yeah. I'm going to join in the conversation with with the one where he's wearing... If he's still up on Twitter and he's not got rid of it yet. Well, well the I, issue I, I is, a few is that he's... Well, James, oh, actually, no, not the issue. The good thing is he stood his, his ground completely because... He apologised. Did he apologise? Yeah, he said, he said, um, I'm logging off. Um... Oh fact, my god, you're joking. Sorry, I'm just going to quickly log on. Yeah, because I, I didn't feel like... <laughs> because obviously, like, like, look, I, I don't want to land myself in hot water once again, but <laughs> this is a guy who's put up a photo of him on the set. I mean, right, so this, is this me making fun of people who make a living doing, like, uh, safaris. safaris and shit? <laughs> Oh, and I'm being like maybe it is I don't know which means I should take it off but I don't know maybe, like, I, I'm not maybe people have got a thing against red hats so no so alright so let's explain it because that's a good point James somebody did post in the replies they said I was worried when I saw the red hat and I was very relieved when I saw it said Pizza Hut instead of fucking Make America Great Yeah, again. Make America Great yeah. Again. Yeah, but fucking... So, let's... Let, like, let's, seriously. Seriously, let's explain though, it, Let's explain say... the context fully, though. Let's explain the context fully, because Scream has a history, and I believe that this is very important into the story, so a lot of people really don't react well when Scream says things that are off the cuff or not very well thought out or whatever people are sort of looking for ways to kind of spin it yeah i remember everyone way. thought he was a tory for a while well do you remember the time when he i mean i'm, I'm not even gonna bring it up um so he posted a picture with this and it and i don't know if do you have the exact quote did you log on to twitter yeah so i'm looking at it right now so the exact quote is is first day, sorry, now I can't speak, but I'll try again. First day on the new job, stop. Thanks, COVID, you fucking prick, stop. And it is him wearing a Pizza Hut hat. However, he dated that photo to around five years ago, and yeah. obviously, being scream, he was probably on quite a large dose of when he put that hat on. Allegedly. So he yeah. looks a bit mashed, doesn't he? Yeah, but he actually looks mashed in quite a friendly way, rather than yeah. quite an aggressive and wild way, which is yeah. what you usually no, see. I want to find the comments that are actually because I'm going to find them. I think everything to that, you know, to the related point has he, kind of been deleted. It looks no, as though he was he, he he was retweeting people and replying to them saying, "Look, right, yeah, I didn't, I like, I wasn't intending on mocking people. If you think I'm trying to mock people, you've misunderstood me. I've spoken to multiple people yeah. about this today." And we've come to the conclusion. This is just like friends, like people I know who aren't even in 
in music at all. In fact, yeah. half of the people don't know who Scream is, and I think that's good because it means they're not mm. automatically gonna that is good. shit on him. And yeah. so it's like one, we we have some we have a we have an unconscious recognition that some jobs are more desirable than others. So in this case, uh, we've got a world class DJ making a joke yeah. about being a pizza shop worker. So there's this. So the people that are calling Scream out aren't saying, or that they're, they're trying to say basically that Scream is talking shit about being a pizza shop worker. Yeah. Scream has actually said, regardless of what we think about his income and how much money he has in the bank or whatever, Scream has actually said, I've got kids to feed to, you know, it's a little joke, but I'm not employed at the moment. I'm not getting gigs. There are pitfalls to being somebody who is an uh, an entertainer in the coronavirus. You have to sort of pat in a way. Comedians are having to do podcasts and people are having to find ways of making money outside of going to shows because they can't entertain people in real life. Scream's not having an easy time right now. No. Mm-hmm. Getting a job. He's trying to make a good hide out of he it. Might, he might have savings, which a lot of people don't have. You know what I mean? So he he might be... This is the thing. A lot of pe- people are assuming everything about the situation. And when he's coming back and saying, look, it was just a simple joke, people are showing that they have the image in their head that being a pizza shop worker is worse because I, cause I wash dishes. I, I literally, when I seen this picture, oh. there was there was nothing in my head that that thought, oh, he's attacking people who work in kitchens. In this in this scenario, Scream is obviously he's done something that has had a, had a. It's not even. But this is the thing. It's not even a huge reaction. It's just a sort of tiny. It's a small. It's a small reaction in the grand scheme of Twitter. And he's come back and he's been like, look, I recognize a lot of you aren't fucking with this. Sorry, I'm gonna log off for a bit. I'm gonna come back later. Things will be okay. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to gel in it because uh, I've been on here an hour and ten minutes longer than I thought. I was Actually, yeah, it's been nearly three hours now. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm yeah, gonna you stop can do for anyone who subscribes to our Patreon, you can hear me do all my terrible rants that are gonna that would get be me back. Sick. That would be sick. <laughs> Keep them all. Right, oh, safe, Jimmy. Yeah, I think that there's a the the apparently trying to look up, which I probably shouldn't do in the middle of a podcast. But here we go. <laughs> yeah, it was that Nina Kravitz thing? It was uh, she played some sort of uh, show. I was trying to remember her name. It was like that 2020 show. I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was in front of a very large crowd. I mean, I d- I don't know if it was in Europe. Um, yeah, it was, it was quite frankly, the, the, uh, the footage was ugly for many reasons because the main sort of issue that actually stuck out to me before anything sort of virus related and obviously the, um, what would you say? The sort of, the message that is very obvious in all of this footage is that these things shouldn't be happening. And perhaps me personally, I'd be being a little bit 
hypocritical because I have attended some music events and I won't mm-hmm. go any further into it since coronavirus started. But yeah, I mean, nothing overly crass, but yeah, like, you know, it, 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 it's happened. But there has been evidence that there was that like Nina Kravitz dance. And I mean, for me, it was dreadful because the entire front row was filming it yeah. in a way that actually was quite um to me dystopian yeah. is probably yeah. the word. it's it's very very strange and um yeah i, I mean it's like I, I just managed to find the footage of it myself because i needed to make sense of it and so there's there's about i mean there's about 25 people in the front row not dancing to the music whatsoever yeah um filming it not moving um everyone and and then weirdly you get a weird sense that that's really weird and dystopian then you remember the person filming it is also filming it and not moving and they're (laughs) backstage and then you get an image of other people's cameras cutting into the angle that you're currently seeing and the entire front three rows of this rave are you know basically people filming it um not wearing shirts or masks and and actually the event looks filled with about three or four thousand people i I may be describing in too much detail but um yeah it's it i mean it's all ugly as fuck um and it's basically the concept that now that's kind of the new normal in a way i don't know whether that that's that was totally allowed to happen or where that even took place to be fair but it's it's pretty grim spectacle in 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 totality sort of thing yeah it's one of them it's one of them things where i think most people would be um lying to themselves if they thought they wouldn't be enticed into a moment of of normalcy like yeah like the like just the opportunity to to try and experience a night because this is the thing that i I, str- I struggle to relate to it because i'm not i'm not somebody who has to go out all the time i'm not I don't, i'm not like a living for the weekend type person i actually mm. work work more weekends than i go out and it's yeah. like i think for some people that is their like that's their moment to like let go and stuff and being um stopped from having that is almost like you know like so for how long people just didn't go out and then all of a sudden these events are cropping up and whatnot and that mode step actually did one mode step did one yeah yeah yeah, i remember i remember the info of this yeah and it's just like it's like people attempted to do it but they they almost intentionally try and keep it low-key because they know that it's going to be sort of controversial and it's just it's a very like it's a very like it it seems to me quite on brand with techno is like or not techno in general but the commercial techno yeah that they call it obviously business techno is the word it's yeah. an interesting i mean it's a funny term yeah but it is like it's like reckless like it's just i don't know it's like the consumerism thing isn't it we can make money we can sort of get things back the donald trump shit like let's just let's just start making money again everything's basically fine <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of the entire vibe, isn't it? I say this a lot to to various people where I'm like a lot of people fall under the into the trap of like um because things aren't easily like 
people can't see shit with their eyes so they don't think it exists with coronavirus a lot of people are like you know i've not seen any anyone affected by it so is it really a problem and there's this thing of like people sort of they're using their brains in a way because they're like well how how do i how do i how do i know it's real and yeah like, that's it's like a logical fallacy really isn't it and they yeah. think that and they think they're critically analyzing the situation by the people who are uh, are accepting it blindly are yeah they're the slaves of, yeah. of yeah yeah brainwashed yeah, it's not ideal so it's a whole thing but then the people who are, are accepting it are looking at the other people being like we're using our brains so it's one of those things which i think is a it's a it's a problem with with humans in general. We're always just going to be like looking at yeah. the, the other side, going like, "You guys are fucking idiots." There here. is there is a there is a logical name for that, but I forget. But yeah, we're we're basically not equipped to deal with with things on such a large scale. But yeah, it's been a good chat. Most of it's not going to be in the final edit, but no, I've enjoyed though, man. Like it's, I think me and you generally quite have quite a good um, way of. Yeah, I, I enjoy your perspective on things, and it last, yeah, I, I think our chat is important, and I like to me personally, at least, like not to everyone, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, and also really like James being part of the conversation. So yeah, I think it's it's good, and like I'm up for more of this, and we should just 100%. see what happens. So as you can hear that, um, we were all over the place, um, didn't give any social media things, so it's been good to be back and recording podcasts again with James, and nice to get Connor on board as well. So you can follow James on Twitter at jamesvaughn93, um, or you can type in jfavors um, on Twitter and you can stumble across the profile there on soundcloud it is um soundcloud.com forward slash jfavorsuk for constrict you can find him on soundcloud at soundcloud.com forward slash constrict dnb that is c-o-n strict d-n-b um me you can find me at soundcloud.com forward slash zone music z-o-n-a-e and then the word music you can find me on instagram um you can't find me on instagram i've got yeah uh on twitter you can find me at zone a with two underscores so that is zone a two underscores zone a underscore underscore (laughs) um and you can also buy my music on itunes and bandcamp so if you go on bandcamp.com forward slash zone let me see if that's right no zone.bandcamp.com you can purchase all of my um records you can purchase my full discography 25 percent off seven pounds 88 pence no code needed just bandcamp zone.bandcamp.com you can buy every fucking thing i've put out on there you can go on season seven bandcamp uh to buy diamonds off the season uh season one compilation i guess season double one uh thanks to lcy um you can find my music on shirelle's track ids shirelle's track ids on spotify 
you can find me and a bunch of other fucking sick uh, tunes on there. Also, just to promote um, what Con Strict is pushing, Con has a label called Incidental Sonics, so you can get them on soundcloud.com forward slash Incidental Sonics. Um, pushing some really good jungle, drum and bass. Um, for bookings and inquiries, you can get them at constrictdmb at gmail.com. Constrictdmb at gmail.com. Incidentalsonics.bandcamp.com. Fantastic branding because everything is just Incidental Sonics. Um, you can get IS002. So this, you can get IS2 and IS1. Uh, IS2 being excess slash Eusebia moderation mix which was mentioned in um, in the podcast and you can get Malevolence and Goddess um, and Presence as well which is a tune by Constrict Digital's available vinyl sold out for uh, Malevolence and you can still get Incidental Sonics 2 Excess uh, with the UCB moderation mix. You can still get that on uh, the Bandcamp. That are four remaining. So four of you, if you're feeling the jungle vibe, uh, pick it up. Fifteen quid, limited edition, ten-inch vinyl press, um, and you get obviously the digis and unlimited streaming and whatnot. So you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't at least have a look. So yeah, it's been great to be back. Um, you can drop feedback to any of us on social media. Um, and yeah, cool. God bless. Hope everyone's doing well. Love you all. Peace.